Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a very good evening. Welcome to the airways of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Muhammad Zain Machita, on this beautiful evening. And yes, uh, this evening, a very special QA program that we have, uh, giving you insight into really what is currently happening uh, in Makkah and, of course, what you can expect for the next few days. And all of that, also some of your questions that we have uh, taken off the SMS line earlier uh, that you need to have answered. But Joining us from the holy city of Makkah al-Mukarramah, none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Wa alaikum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallah fikum. MashaAllah, how's the Honorable Mufti keeping? Alhamdulillah, we thank Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah for His great bounties and favor. And this year, all the hujjaj are elated and extremely happy because, subhanallah, the day of Arafah is on a Friday. So it is nurun ala nur, double bonus for the hujjaj. All that is solely, only the mercy of all, Allah Jalla wa'ala. Alhamdulillah. Well, Mufti, let's first start our first segment of uh, this evening's Q&A, a slightly different Q&A, as I've mentioned. And uh, uh, let me ask you, uh, is there, what is the estimated amount of people that are expected to perform Hajj this year, Mufti? All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Initially, the reports in the local press was just two million and above. But when they announced that the Hajj will take place on Friday, the day of Arafah, 9th of Zilhijjah, now we are looking at approximately 3 million people. It is the greatest assembly of humanity in any part of the world, and it is an annual congregation and assembly. So, inshallah, we're looking at approximately 3 million people from more than 150 countries, and this is a miracle we witness. Quran Kareem speaks of min kulli fajjin amit. People will come from far and distant lands. So where and where people come, some come by plane, some come by ship, some come by vehicle, some come walking. Subhanallah, diversity in unity and one purpose and one objective. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. And they want to please Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala and ask Almighty Allah to forgive our sins. Shukran for that, Mufti. Uh, Mufti, if we look at uh, currently the Hujaj, what sort of temperatures are they experiencing and uh, what season do we find ourselves in in that part of the world? When we study Makkah, Mukarramah, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, then we will know that June, July is midsummer, and now we are looking at the beginning of October. So in midsummer it goes to 50 degrees and more than 50 degrees occasionally. Now currently it is fluctuating the temperature between 40 and 44, 45 degrees. So that is what we are experiencing. The daytime it reaches 44, 45 degrees. And nighttime, mashallah, when we go there to Tawaf and so forth, then it's around 33, 35, 36 degrees. So inshallah, we hope that the mercy of all, Allah will shower even greater Friday. And that is the day of Arafah. 
maybe some drops of rain will come down and that will be another bonus for the Hujjaj. I mean, inshallah. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain joining us on the line there from the holy city of Makkah al Mukarramah. And uh, this is, a, of course, a very special Q&A program that we've got this evening. We're not taking any calls or SMSs uh, this evening. Mufti, and then, of course, there's a lot of uh, development and uh, renovations going on uh, around the Haram. And then also, at the same time, maybe from the logistical point of view, also we know that last year only certain countries could make use of the train service over um, the few days of Hajj. Are there anything different or more developments around that, Mufti? Alhamdulillah, in Medina Munawwara, there are no new developments except that the newspaper the local press, the Saudi Gazette, and that have mentioned that in Medina Munawwara, after Hajj, they will be changing the musallas and the carpets for the musallis. So next time, inshallah, my brother, my sister, you come for Umrah, then you go to Medina Munawwara before or after Umrah, then you will see that the musallas have changed and the carpets have changed, that is according to the local press. In Makkah Mukarramah, honorable listeners of Voice of the Cape, subhanallah, what can I tell you? That there are over 50 cranes right there by the Baytullah, around the Baytullah, and so forth. And on the cranes you will find these words written, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, allahu akbar. So it is to show the hajis, don't admire the crane only, rather remember all, Allah. And more so now in these days of Zil-Hijjah, it is a command of Mustafa, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَأَكْفِرُوا فِيهِنَّ التَّهْلِيلِ وَالتَّكْبِيرِ وَالتَّحْمِيدِ Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded the Ummah, is an authentic hadith, mentioned in Mustad Ahmad, read subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, abundantly and profusely. Yes, let me give you four or five different examples and then you will understand when we speak about the extension and extension in the haram. Number one is this, on Friday, this last Friday, the second of Zil-Hijjah, they opened the top, that is the rooftop for Tawaf as well. And you know now you can perform Tawaf four different places. One is the Mataf, the normal Tawaf ground floor, as we normally used to perform. Then we have the first Daira, the first circle, which you can see on your TV screen very clearly. Then you have the second circle, and then you have the rooftop. So the rooftop, they only open for Tawaf purposes on Friday last week, 2nd of Zil-Hijjah. Previously, only 50,000 people per hour could perform tawaf. And now, with the help and mercy of all, Almighty Allah, 132,000 people and Taifin, people who are performing tawaf, 132,000 can perform the tawaf per hour. What a great bounty and favor of all, Almighty Allah, Jalla wa'ala, that is. Second one, those of you who know Makkah Mukarramah well, then you will know that Makkah Mukarramah has subsections. That one area is called Shamia, one section is called Misfala, where the Hilton Hotel and the Zamzam Hotel, all that area is called Misfala. And then on the left-hand side of that, that where the Darut Tawheed Intercontinental Hotel is, and behind that area, that is called Shubaika. 
So that also now they have opened, and this is known as the King Abdullah extension and expansion. And subhanallah, the target now is that the haram in Makkah Mukarramah will be able to accommodate more than 3 million people once everything is finished. And some people even mention 4 million people. So it shows that the local press has mentioned that, you know, that two-thirds extension, expansion is already completed because they are working 24 hours round the clock. And we can hear them, we can see them also in the cranes and the cranes moving and so forth. Then another important development here in Makkah Mukarramah is that when will all this finish? So it is expected, inshallah, the ending of 2015 or the beginning of 2016, that all that will be finished. We hope and pray that all this will be expedited and then the Hujjaj can come freely to the Holy Land without the strict quota system because so many countries are now affected with the quota, including South Africa. So, inshallah, if you have 4 million people in Makkah, 6 million people in Arafat can come. So what can we say? It is definitely the bounty, the favor of all, Allah. So in Makkah, we're looking at about 4 million people after the completion. And in Arafat, we are looking at 6, 7 million people. All this the local press has reported and the ulama and so forth with whom we have connection and contact. So they have mentioned this. So it's a magnificent task. And inshallah, Almighty Allah, reward the authorities. Almighty Allah, make it easy for the Hujjaj this year and all the subsequent years. And may Almighty Allah make it easy. After that, the plan is to, to, to start with the extension and expansion at Al Masjid al Nabawi in Medina Munawwara. So that is the live and, uh, you know, main news that is coming through now in the media about the extension and expansions here in Makkah Mukarrama. Alhamdulillah. Shukran indeed. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Mufti, what we're going to do is quickly pay the bills, inshallah. When we come back, we continue with the program Q&A. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and of course our very special uh, program, our Q&A that we have this evening on the line, uh, of course, our Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein from the Holy Lands of Makkah al-Mukarramah. Well, in our next segment, we're going to uh, be asking Mufti a few of your questions that we have received over the last few weeks that we couldn't do the live Q&A because, of course, uh, Mufti was traveling, but uh, we're going to uh, pose those questions to Mufti, inshallah. Um, uh, first question, Mufti. It says, are there different views regarding on when one uh, or who is compulsory, where Hajj is compulsory on that particular Muslim person, Mufti? 
Okay, yet in essence, all the fuqaha and all the jurists agree that upon whom hajj is compulsory, for example, number one, that the person must be a Muslim, then he can be a non-Muslim. Second, the person must be akil, that he must be sane, and he must be majnoon and insane, Allah forbid. Then the person must be baligh, that the person must be mature, and you know, if a youngster, a minor, or somebody performs hajj, it will just be a nafil hajj, voluntary hajj, that will not suffice for a compulsory hajj. Then the next condition is, You must have the means, and remember, hajj is only compulsory once in a lifetime. So what is the meaning of means? That this will mean that we have the means for a ticket, our boarding, lodging. So all that will be included as well. And then the big the difference of opinion will come regarding a lady, that the lady who is performing hajj, her first hajj, her compulsory hajj, must she have a mahram or not? So according to the Shafi'i scholars and the Maliki jurors, they say, obviously she should try and have a mahram, for example, her father, her brother, her son, and, you know, or if she's married, then her husband. But if she cannot have that, then can she proceed for hajj? Yes, according to Shafi'is and the Maliki jurors, it is permissible, provided that it is a fard hajj, and that is permissible. Then she goes fi jama'atin nisa astiqat. She goes with a group of ladies. However, the Hanafi and the Hanbali Judah state that that is not permissible even for a fard hajj. And there also she must have a mahram or she has a husband. Then only can she proceed for the journey. So basically that is where the difference arises. If it is a voluntary hajj, a nafil hajj or umrah, then all the scholars agree that the lady must have a mahram. So the, the difference of opinion is only regarding a further hajj. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, in the event that a woman has her menses during the days of hajj, how does this affect her hajj? Subhanallah, this is the beauty of Islam. When we study the ahadith, you know the greatest ahadith on hajj is the hadith of Jabir radiallahu ta'ala an, and is mentioned in detail in Sahih Muslim. And let's give you the perspective and everything to show you the beauty of Islam. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left Medina Munawwara on the 25th of Zulqa'dah. It was the 10th year of the Hijrah after the Zuhur Salat at Masjid al-Nabawi. Now the announcement is made. Oh people, Nabi Muhammad rahmatullil alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is going to perform the hajj. Then the first stop was at Zul Hulayfa. Zul Hulayfa is the Miqat. That Saturday night they spent there in Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba spent that Saturday night in Zul Hulayfa. And that is the Miqat, the boundary for people traveling from Medina Munawwara. And nowadays it is called Bir Ali, Abar Ali. Bir is the singular and Abar the wells of Ali. Does Ali got nothing to do with Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an? Hundred years ago, Ali Dafuri, Ali Dafuri from Sudan, from Dafur came, and he saw and noticed the shortage of water. Lo and behold, 
He got the wells and the boreholes all dug up and the people were elated. They even changed the name from Zul Huleifa to Bir Ali, Abar Ali, in honor of this person from Sudan, from Darfur. So this happened just over a hundred years ago now. So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sahaba fastened the ihram there, labbaik Allahumma labbaik. And then on the 4th of Zilhijjah, the Sunday, they arrived in Makkah, Mukarrama. Now, just before arriving, our mother, Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha, radiallahu anha, her napaki, her menses, her hayes had started. And now she had made intention for Umrah and for Hajj. Now that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so all those days is a menses. And now she says, Ya Rasulullah, I'm still in menses, what must I do? So Mustafa, sallallahu tells Sayyidah Aisha, radiallahu anha, you just perform a hajj and you leave out your umrah now. So she performed what we call in technical jargon and terms, the ifrad hajj. And then Mustafa, sallallahu also told her, if Ali kama yaf'alul hajj, ghayra Allah tatufi bil bayt, that you perform the Hajj and do everything what the Hujjaj are doing, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, except, O oh, Siddiqa, Sayyida Aisha, radiallahu anha, you cannot perform the Tawaf of the Baytullah, the Tawaful Ifada, that is Faraz, the Tawaful Ziyara, Shafi's call it Tawaful Ifada, Hanafi's call it Tawaful Ziyara, it's the same Tawaf, just two different names. So when you are clean, 100%, you take the first Ghusl and bath, and then only will you perform it. So it shows in Islam there is no problem. And if you want another dimension and perspective, O oh, esteemed listeners of A Voice of the Cape and Brother Muhammad Zain, Makkah, Mina, Muzdalifa. You know, people drive BMW M3 and 3M and all those. So easy way, M3, Makkah, Mina, Muzdalifa, the three M's, the three memes that constitute the haram. Arafat is out of the haram. So no one got an excuse. The lady in a menses, the lady in a postnatal, when they were there, they are in the Mi'at, they at Zul Hulayfa, Bir Ali, so remember Asma binti Umais, the wife of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an, gave birth there to Muhammad bin Abi Bakr radiallahu an, and she asked Nabi alayhi salam, now what? Nabi alayhi salam told her, no, you make your intention and you continue. So subhanallah, when the journey started, we find a lady, Asma binti Umais, gave birth radiallahu anha. And when the journey was reaching an end, they were about to enter Makkah. Our mother, Siddiqa, Sayyida Aisha, radiallahu anha, experienced immenses. So there's absolutely no problem. Okay, two maslas here for the benefit of our esteemed listeners. We tell the ladies that if you want, you can take some medication from your let in and so forth. The doctors and medical fraternity tell us just to postpone and delay the menses so that will be permissible so they can perform the tawaful ifaza, tawaful ziyara on time. Next issue is what happens if the lady on the day of Arafat, for example, a menses start, so it is not a train smash or anything, so she will wait her four days, five days, seven, eight days, Whatever is a habit, and thereafter, then she will perform, after the first ghusl, perform the tawafu ziyara. So Islam, mashallah, we have all these type of laws that facilitates and make matters easy for male and female.
Shukran indeed. Mufti, our next question, uh, inshallah, it says, I'm 51 years old and uh, for years I've been struggling to save for uh, for Hajj and I just can't get there. Is there any dua or something that I can do that can assist me, assist me in this process? We'll get a comment from Mufti, inshallah, after this. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the Airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And yes, our very special Q&A program that we've got from the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, all the way from Makkah al-Mukarrama. And maybe just one or two more questions uh, that we're going to take uh, and ask Mufti before we go into the actual days of Hajj, a step-by-step uh, explanation of what we can expect uh, over the next few days, inshallah. The question we posed, uh, Mufti, before the break, it says, I'm 51 years old, and for years I've been struggling to save for uh, Hajj, I just can't get there. Is there any dua or something that I can do that can assist me in this process, Mufti? Definitely, my dear brother, my dear sister, all of us have this desire to come to the Baytullah, to the Haramain Sharifain, visit Medina Manawara. You are 51 years old. First thing you need to do, dear listener, is remain positive with all Allah. Never lose hope and become disillusioned in the mercy of Allah. So that's the first point. Second point, daily, from now onwards, read two rakat salat. After Zohar or after Maghrib or after Isha, whenever is convenient for you, and then you read the dua. Inshallah, in one week, in few days, you will memorize it. Surah number two, Surah Baqarah, verse 128. Surah two, Surah Baqarah, verse 128. Wa arina manasikana wa tubalina. Oh, beloved Allah, you show us the places of Umrah and Hajj. Show us Makkah, Mukarramah, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifah. Watuba alayna, O Allah, you forgive us. We are sinners, we are transgressors, O Allah. But you know, Ya Allah, we want to come to your house. Innaka antat tawwabu rahim. Indeed, O oh Allah, you are very forgiving, very merciful. So, inshallah, next year, Arafat, then you will be here with all of us. Allah bring us all time and time again, inshallah. I mean, inshallah. And then our final question for this evening before we go into the actual comments uh, over the days of Hajj. Mufti, why is it that men are not allowed to wear a stitched garment as ihram whereby the women are allowed to? Remember that when we say that you can't wear a stitched garment, it doesn't mean literal stitches. It means that you are not wear, allowed to wear normal clothes. Normal clothes mean we can't wear a shirt or a trouser or underwear or a kurta or a shilwar, you know, the trouser with a shilwar normally, the, with a kurta. So that is the meaning. 
You know, when you go to any president, prime minister, king, then they have protocols. Now we are coming to the house of Almighty Allah as the Yufur Rahman, as the guest of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala. So there's a protocol. And now we come with our two towels, the upper towel and the lower towel, to protect our shame and modesty. And what are we saying? Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. Labbaik la sharika laka labbaik. It is the slogan of a lover coming to his beloved and coming to the house of his beloved. So now we wear the clothing to follow the protocol. Oh Allah, everything in this world is secondary. Your love is supreme. My heart is saturated with your love, Ya Allah. So that is why we wear the simple garments and say, Ya Allah, I'm even ready for death now. I have wore my coffin. And therefore, in time of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when a sahabi passed away in Arafat, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Don't cover his face and his head. Leave it open and, you know, expose. And you bury him, meaning in his ihram, that will become his kafan. So subhanallah, so it is a manifestation of our true love for Almighty Allah. And obviously the women, they wear their normal clothes, so it is for men only. Shikon indeed, Mufti, for that answer. Uh, well, this takes us now into going ahead into the days of Hajj, alhamdulillah. And of course, uh, starting with uh, today, we see that most of the Hujjaj ready is on Mina. And of course, tomorrow, moving on to the big day, the pinnacle of Hajj, which will be Arafah. But first, focus, Mufti, and perhaps we can uh, sp- spend about five minutes on each day looking at what is the purpose of going on to Mina on the eighth day of the Hajjah. First and foremost, we should know that this year the Hujjaj, with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, will be going back 425 years because it was in the 10th year of the Hijrah. Mustafa وسلم, left Makkah Mukarramah on the Thursday, the 8th of the Hijjah, and went to Mina, and on the 9th, the Friday, went to Arafat. So this year, 1435, so it shows 1425 years later, subhanallah, we will try our level best to imitate and emulate the master, alayhi salatu wasalam. So let's take each day and explain to you briefly what happens and what is expected, what Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did. The 8th of Zilhijjah is known as Yomut Tarwiyah. You know from Cape Town if you want to travel to PE, to Durban, Johannesburg and so forth. Buy car, then you will check your diesel, petrol, oil, all those things. So in those days, now the camels and the maids of conveyance, they had to make sure they gave them enough water, enough fodder, enough food and what have you, so that the animals will pull through the five, six days of the Hajj journey without any complications and difficulty. So Yomut Tarwiya, the day of quenching the thirst. Mustafa sallam, left Makkah Mukarramah after sunrise, arrived in Mina, and then read five salat there. This whole first day and going to Mina is sunnah and not compulsory. So because the crowds are so big, 
So some Hujjaj don't even come to Mina because Mina is the city of tents and there isn't place for everybody. So obviously we don't encourage that. We tell the Hujjaj to go, but some people feel from Makkah they will come straight to Arafat. So obviously their Hajj will be valid, but they're depriving themselves of the reward, the maximum reward. So when we arrive in Mina on the 8th, so we read our Zohar Salat in Zohar time, Asr Salat in Asr time, Maghrib Salat in Maghrib time, Isha Salat in Isha time, we spend the night there in Mina. Now what have we done during the day? Remember Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ayyul Hajji Afzal Ya Rasulallah, Oh Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is the best Hajj? Oh esteemed listener of Voice of the Cape, memorize these two words, beautiful words of the Hadith. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Ajju, Ayn and Jim, Wasadju, Fa and Jim, Al-Ajju, Wasadju. So what is the meaning of Al-Ajju? Raise your voice and say, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. So subhanallah, the men will say it loudly, the women will say it softly. So that is how the haji spends his time in Mina, tilawat of Qur'an, zikrullah, salawat, salutations upon Nabiul Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, giving charity and so forth. I'll speak of that just now. So we find that that is the introductory day. And then in the morning, the next day, now Friday morning, so we will read Fajr Salat also in Mina. So five Salat in Mina from Zohar to Fajr Salat. All that is Sunnah that it is read in Mina. And then the biggest day and the pinnacle of Hajj, as you rightly mentioned, that is the second day. Before we start with the second day, I want to mention a Hadith mentioned in Tabarani and various compilations. What are the Sifa and the true qualities and attributes of the Hujjaj? Mustafa sallam, mentioned three qualities. Ifsha'u salam, O Haji, O Hujjaj, make salam to one another. The men making salam to the males, the females to the females and the ladies. So that is how we will create unity of thought. Our hearts will meet and we will unite the Ummah. And feed the people. Subhanallah, we are in Mina and we get our group and people and we say, everyone, according to your means, contribute. Someone gives 20 riyals, 50 riyals, 100, 500 riyals. We collect 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 riyals. Then we get the youngsters, we say, go on the streets of Mina and go feed the Hujjaj Baytillah. Go feed the Duyuf of Rahman. So that is the spirit of Hajj. Ya Allah, you gave us the means, so let us spend on the guest of all, Mighty Allah. When you just take that cup of tea, you just take that water, half a liter, quarter liter, and you gave it to that Haji, to that old person, brother, sister, they did not expect it, and then the du'as come out from the bottom of their heart. So what more can we want? 
Then the next day is Arafat, subhanallah, they will remember us there also, inshallah. So that uh, second quality, first one to make salam, second one to feed the hujjaj, and third one, tibul kalam, oh Muslim, speak kindly, politely, people do things they don't understand, first time they come in, in their life they never saw such a crowd, everything is foreign for them, they can't speak Arabic and so forth, so therefore be kind, compassionate, polite with them, so that are the teachings and the qualities of uh, haji. Now the ninth Friday this year, subhanallah, for that alone, while speaking also, the tears roll down. Ya Allah, how can we thank you for such a bounty and favor that you have brought us to your house and then Hajj comes on a Friday, the day of Arafah. Why Arafah, O oh esteemed listener of Voice of the Cape? Remember before all Allah created the human being, Nabi Adam alayhi salam, the masterpiece of all Allah's creation in alam arwah in the realm, in the world of the souls and the arwah, the ruh. All Allah asked the question, this is mentioned in Mustad Ahmad, Alastu bi rabbikum, am I not your sustainer, nourisher, provider? Qalu bala, every one of the souls answered, why not? This took place in Wadi and Naaman. This took place in Arafat. So, O oh, Hujjaj Baitillah, we come to renew our pledge, our promise to Almighty Allah. On the Maidan and the plains of Arafat, we say, Anta Rabbuna, you are our Rabbi Allah, our sustainer, nourisher, provider. Subhanallah, Ma'amin Nabiyin illa waqad hajja. From Nabi Adam salam, he came from India and the hadith is mentioned in Sahih ibn Khuzayma walking to perform Hajj and came to Arafat. That is Nabi Adam salam. Write to Sayyiduna wa Habibuna wa Shafiuna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Every Nabi came to Arafat. So therefore we also go and we stand on the plains of Arafat. So Almighty Allah guided them, the prophets and messengers, so you must follow in their footsteps. Third reason, remember that we go there and try and emulate Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam to the best of our ability. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sahaba, and then arrived, it was the morning time, 8, 9, 10 o'clock, 124,000 people, so all did not arrive at the same time. Then when Zohar time ended, there is no Jummah in Arafat, remember that, mm-hmm. nor was the Jummah in the day of Nabi alayhi wa it was Zohar and Asr combined, even this year we will be combining the Zohar and Asr once the time sets in, inshallah. Nevertheless, the point is, then the beautiful, memorable khutbah of Mustafa sallam, was rendered, and that was at Masjid Namira. The Masjid was not there at that time, and then the combination and combining of the Salatul Zuhur and Asr, and then the Wukuf, you know where the Jabal Ur-Rahmah is, the people there, Nabi alayhi salam, stood in that area for approximately five, six hours and stood there, meaning they made dua on the Mubarak camel and made dua, crying, weeping, begging all, Allah, Jalla Wala. That is the day of Arafah. 
therefore the hadith in tirmidhi du'a'i wa du'a'ul anbiya min qabli my du'a and the du'a of every prophet and messenger before me the hadith mentioned in tirmidhi la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu lahul mulku walul hamd wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir imagine we tell all the hujjaj to read that du'a Secondly, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught the ummah to make dua for noor. Allahumma jal fi qalbi noora, wa fi sam'i noora, wa fi basari noora, wa fi lisani noora. O oh Allah, grant noor and effulgence and radiance there to my heart, to my eyes, to my ears, to my tongue, the entire body. It shows when we have the noor and light and radiance, we will have direction in life. The most important thing in Arafat is to beg all Mighty Allah for forgiveness. When we go to Victoria Falls, Niagara Falls, then we see and we feel how the water splashes on us. Here it is the splashes of the special mercy of all Mighty Allah on the Hujjaj. And therefore Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Hajju Arafat. The greatest aspect of Hajj is Arafah, as mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. Inshallah, we go for a break now. Absolutely. Shukran indeed, uh, Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain, on this uh, very special program <laughs> Q&A. And of course, uh, when we come back, inshallah, we'll uh, wrap up uh, with the program and of course give you what was the significance of the other days of Hajj, inshallah. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Back to the airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape, ninety-one point three FM, and yes, uh, unfortunately, our time is very limited uh, this evening. But of course, very excited because we see that the Hajj is uh, today on Mina, and of course, tomorrow being the pinnacle of Hajj before the break. Uh, uh, Mufti spoke about Arafah, and of course, Mufti from Arafah, they also go on to Muzdalifa. So take us through the other days, inshallah. Uh, we have just about four minutes left of the program. So Muzdalifa, Muzdalifa means to combine. So when we leave after sunset from Arafat to Muzdalifa, subhanallah, three million people leaving one point Arafat. And then another point is destination is Muzdalifa to read and perform the Maghrib and Isha Salat there and to make ibadat there that night. Then Nabi Sallallahu spend the entire night there perform the Fajr Salat on the Saturday day in Muzdalifa. So we will tell the Hujjah to try and spend the night there. And after Fajr, make a dua that is known as the Wukuf of Muzdalifa. And before sunrise, then we try and leave from Muzdalifa either by bus or walking back to Mina. Remember, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not perform each Salat. Because on this day, the 10th of Zil-Hijjah, Yawm al-Nahar, is a very busy day for the Hujjaj. 
the first thing the hujjaj do is they go and pair the jamara aqaba the big shaitan so seven pebbles there and then they walk away without making dua and then the slaughtering Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam with his own mubarak blessed hands sacrifice 63 camels Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu 37 so that is how you have the 100 camels Nevertheless, we will be slaughtering in this way that the agents normally take care of the Hajj animal, the Hadi, and thereafter the shaving of the hair. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Rahim Allah So thrice Nabi alayhi salam made dua Allah grant mercy to the men who shaved their hair. Wal muqassirin and once only for those who just trimmed the hair, the Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. Thereafter, we come into our normal clothes, and then we have three days or so to perform the tawaful ifada, tawaful ziyara, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. There's different opinion among scholars, but nevertheless, the sooner we perform it, the better it is. Then we carry on after tawaful ifada, tawaful ziyara, you perform the sa'i in your normal clothes between Safa and Marwa, this is for your hajj. Then you come back on the night of the 11th, the night of the 12th, also you spend day in Mina, and then all Allah Quran tells us, فَمَنْ تَأَجَّلَ فِي يَوْمَيْنِ So only pelting na is left on the 11th and on the 12th, all three Jamarat shaitans you pelt, first the small one, then the medium one, then the big one, all this takes place after Zawal on the 11th and on the 12th, and some hajis, most of them, in fact, leave after the pelting on the 12th. But Quran Kareem teaches us, وَمَنْ تَأَخَّرَ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ لِمَنِ It's better to stay the 13th day, the last day of Ayyamu Tashriq. And we normally encourage our hujjaj, and we stay also with the help of Allah. We tell the hujjaj, make intention of six-day hajj. So in that way, inshallah, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa stayed the extra day, so we also emulate that sunnah of the master alayhi salam. And then the pelting takes place on that day also after Zawal, so that will be Tuesday, inshallah. And then the last ibadat to do before we depart for Cape Town, Joburg, wherever we come from, and that is Tawaful Widah, the farewell Tawaf. So subhanallah, then the curtain draws on Hajj 1435. Absolutely. Mufti, we say a big shukran to you, of course, uh, for linking up uh, with us from the holy city of Makkah al-Mukarramah and, of course, affording us this beautiful information and giving us uh, the comments as it's happening there from the holy city of Makkah. And, of course, uh, Audu Azia from Cape Town to all of you, we make dua that the Almighty Allah will grant you good health, inshallah. Make it easy for you and all the hujjaj so that Allah can grant you amin, a hajj that is makbul and mabrur, inshallah, and return you and all of the hujjaj safely to the families, inshallah. Barakallahu feekum, ameen, ameen to all the duas. We promise you we will make special dua for you and all the people, Cape Town and the entire ummah. And we make dua, Almighty Allah brings you and all of us again and again to the Holy Lands. Shukran jazeelan, barakallahu feekum to you, Brother Muhammad Zain and Engineer Nazim, I think. Shukran jazeelan, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That was, of course, the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain with his very special Q&A.